Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, Kira and I are here with director and writer Hunter Johnson and the star of Sawed Off, Miss Eva Hamilton. You guys, welcome. Thank you for joining us this late night. How are you, Eva? Let me tell you, you in this film, you are you are something else, first of all. <laughs> Hunter, for people that haven't seen the film, give us a Quick, brief, spoiler-free synopsis. Sure. Um, two, oh, thank you for having us, by the way. I, I do appreciate it a lot. Um, two, uh, hunt, or excuse me, I'm really bad at elevator pitches. No. Uh, two <laughs> friends are invited to a hunting weekend from their old ex-girlfriend or ex-lover, however you want to take it. And uh, after a hunting accident, they realize that they are stuck in a spiral of repeating death. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said Eva in this film, she's a little something else because these guys are gaga for her. And I want to say straight out the gate, naked man. I don't even think the credits, you know, the the, the first credits had rolled. I was just like, there's a naked man. Oh. (laughs) kid out of the room out of the room (laughs) yeah you you know what i'm all about equal opportunity in horror and i like hard r rated horror movies but i'm like we need we need to even the playing field a little bit and and get some more guys out there uh when jody did the first draft of the script um the first line of the of the script was john runs naked through the woods and i i went to jody and i said hey you you know you wrote this right like that means that i'm gonna film you running naked through the woods and he's like dude i am down let's do it so that was that was jody and i was all about it hell yeah talking about that too like when we were discussing nudity and i felt the same as you as far as like equal opportunity nudity particularly in horror where women are always naked so i thought it was a very nice touch hell yeah i do have to say that 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 was really nice to see for once was not a girl being shown scantily clad or naked but the guy being vulnerable and naked that was like ace right there right because we're so used to you know mainstream horror even some indie horror with the the bimbo no offense to anybody but the bimbo running through the forest with her naked titties bouncing around yes absolutely let's have john which i love the fact that he wrote that for himself running through the forest with his little, you know, his ball sack bouncing around rather than, you know, tits and ass. It's going to be fantastic. That's my favorite description of nudity ever, by the way. That's the best male nudity description I've ever heard. (laughs) And in Jody's defense, it was about 25 degrees when we shot that scene. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It was pretty cold out there. Okay, so he pulled the whole George Costanza, the water was cold. I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was cold, you know, take that for what you will. Well, I took notes. Well, first we've got Margie that's played by Eva Hamilton and John, who wrote himself naked. Uh, <laughs> and Frank is Trey Ireland. You've got Frank and John basically in this weird, fucked up Groundhog Day minority re- no not minority report what's the one where he keeps doing it over and over again uh, you know what film I'm- oh yeah yeah oh, i don't remember <laughs> i do know what you're talking about though but it's kind of what is that 
I forget who said it, maybe it was Einstein, but it's something about when you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result and all over a girl or a woman, is there a moral here? <laughs> you know, as the only man uh, on this interview right now, I can say uh, there's, there's some truth to it. You know, we've all, uh, we've all acted a fool over a lady at some point in our lives, you know, it's, uh, you know, and John and Frank are no different than the rest of us, I guess. Well, you've got, I have to say, I don't want to gush too much, but you've got some of the weirdest, I'm not a psychopath, but coolest kills in this thing. I don't know how to say it without a spoiler. Okay, there's a part where Frank is beside himself. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was so freaking cool. It's like, it's nothing to Frank. He's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. I got to try and kill John again, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, where did this idea come from? Um, when James Bressett, uh, James Colin Bressett approached <laughs> us with the material, uh, that was, uh, I wish I could take credit for that idea, but um, he was one of the executive producers. And when he approached us with the material, he kind of pitched exactly what you see on the screen. And we just yeah. thought it was hilarious. Um, and at that point in the film, too, things are so off the rails that you just kind of accept it for what it is. And it's, it's pretty goofy and, and, and pretty fun. And uh, uh, Eva got to, uh, got to kiss a, a severed head, spoiler alert. But that, I thought that was pretty cool, too. That was very fun. I enjoyed the, the severed head kiss. It was a highlight, for sure. Probably <laughs> the first one you've ever had. I mean. How romantic. No, I'm just kidding. Very <laughs> romantic. <laughs> She's living her best life right now, kissing yeah. that side. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> well, I did have a question because I was, when I was doing, um, I, I'm a research queen. I, I, I have to delve in and research all of the things. This was actually based off of like a Charles Wagner Tales of Terror by Eclipse Comics, right? Uh, the the, the yeah. story itself is called Bag Limit. Um, and mm-hmm. for those that don't know, yeah, Charles Wagner and Eclipse Comics um, had the Tales of Terror series from like 1985 to 1987. I was born in 84, so I was way too young to read any of it. But I started reading it as soon as I saw that that was a thing. And I was like, oh, these are really great, like old comics, you know, uh, horror comics. Um, and, you know, I was a big Tales from the Crypt fan and like, you know, Twilight Zone. So it was like right up my alley when I saw that. So um, what... I guess inspired you guys to to pull from like Charles Wagner's piece to kind of you know play around with it. You know, um, when uh, Jeff Miller, uh, who was our executive producer, got the rights to the comic, um, uh, there was also a script with it that uh, uh, Chuck had written as well, and. Um, you know, so a lot of the a lot of the the hard work was done before we even uh, got a a stab at it, believe it or not. And the comic is super cool, and the the original script uh, was was really really cool too. Um, we just kind of adapted it and molded it into uh, into what it is now. Um, but yeah, you know, I love Tales from the Crypt. I love horror comics, and uh, so it was super fun to adapt something. Um, you know, that uh, was already, this was a, my first time adapting something uh, that, that was an, an IP already, uh, which I thought was a cool opportunity. That is a really cool opportunity. I didn't realize that they had the rights for 
for that piece. So that's, I mean, that's really incredible to have something, I guess, like just sheer gold and it's, you know, it's weighted in gold, just drop in your lap like that. And just, you know, you get this right. And then you're like, Oh wow, there's a script. Like you were going to do something else with this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's, that is really incredible that you guys were able to take that and kind of give it life uh, when he wasn't able to, so to speak. So um, now I want to ask you a question, Eva. Sure. What in what like was like, yeah, I want to do this piece. What was like the fun little, you know, the background for you sitting there like, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. This is really awesome or whatever. Yeah. Well, talking to Hunter, I mean, when he kind of reached out about it, I, I felt really good automatically just from listening to his description and the enthusiasm and passion that he clearly had for it. Um, and then the script itself, honestly, I mean, I, it's a really rare character in horror, particularly for a woman. Um, and I was really kind of immediately enamored with it. I, it's just, there's such an emotional arc and there's so much room to, you know, to, to really work on my craft and explore what's going on in a way that I hadn't really necessarily been able to in horror um, always before. So it was just very appealing. Also, I always love playing like any kind of bad guy or scary person. And, you know, once I don't want to give anything away, of course, but things happen and I got to do that. So I enjoyed it very much. And one thing when we were um, uh, writing the Marge character that that we tried uh, hard to do was to make her equal to um, to the two males um, in, in terms of the amount of power that she had. Um, you know, everyone, everyone goes through their, their journey on this film, but we wanted Marjorie to really like, you know, she's using a chainsaw. She's, uh, you know, standing up to these guys. She's not, you know, she's afraid at moments like they all are, but she's never like a damsel in distress type character. And that was something that we knew we wanted three equally strong characters with different strengths, different weaknesses, different fears. And Eva just brought it to life so well that it was, it just worked out great with, with, uh, with the film. And I think, yeah, that was really written. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was just, it was really written into the script. Like, I mean, it was from the start, like, like you explained Hunter. I mean, it really is three individual people that have this relationship and each have their own strengths and nobody is weak. There's just no weak character. And that, um, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of what makes it work as well as it does. Right. And um, I'm a writer, so I know all about the, the the book world and the tropes and the cliches that are there. Um, so it was really enjoyable to watch and see that those like there was no fridging. There was no, you know, Mary suing. There was, you know, there was there was none of those, you know, almost I, I would say in this day and age, almost like a toxic, you know, backheaded slap to women in general just for not giving them like have their own voice, have their own story, have their own strengths and stuff like that. And that's something that I really keyed in on this. Um, as far as that's concerned, I really did appreciate that she was such a strong character. And I've always, ever since I was little, I've always been drawn to very strong and independent, you know, characters in movies, like women, female characters. Um, Cause I feel like I connect with them better just because they represent a side of me that most of the world doesn't. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I would like to talk about that charcoal drawing animation bit with a story. That was incredible. Whose idea was that? Oh, man, dude. Um, so we, uh, uh, 
Again, I wish I could take credit for that. It wasn't my idea. No, um, we uh, had a screening with uh, James Colin Bresick, uh, our EP, and he actually had just seen uh, the new Candyman film. Um, and after that, uh, you know, because there's a really awesome uh, animation sequence in that film, if, if you haven't seen it. But, um, but he kind of had the idea that we all just loved of kind of doing our own kind of like version of that um, to, uh, to kind of add a creepy element and to also foreshadow things that happen later in the film. Um, so I thought that was really cool and also fit with the kind of comic book vibe of the film. Um, you know, it is based on a comic, you know, we kind of, you know, and that really like fit the tone of the overall film um, and also kind of a, a shout out to the original source material to kind of have like this weird, I don't know if that would work in, in a different movie necessarily, but for this one, we're like, yeah, you know, this is a weird, crazy movie. Let, yeah, let's, let's do a creepy animation. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, that's, that's where that came from. Um, uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, the thing is, is it, it had a nice balance to things because, you know, okay, I'm a really big Simon Pegg fan. And I love his like Shaun of the Dead and things like that. So it had some elements to, you know, that the movie that were kind of you would see in Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. But it was also really like very, you know, serious at times too. Like you had this really beautiful balance of you know, some, a little bit of humor, you know, definitely some suspense, you know, and, and, and just, you know, and then you're kind of lost. You're like, what the heck is going on? And then, you know, you, but it all kind of meshes beautifully into this wonderful movie that I really enjoyed, you know, like I, I think my favorite part was when they're talking and he, you know, there's an arm involved in a lawn chair. <laughs> I was like, of course, of course, that's what would be happening right now. <laughs> And it, it gave me a chuckle, but then it was like immediately right back in. So you had a really nice balance of comedic kind of tendencies to help lift up the heavy that was happening. And it wasn't, it, it didn't drag you down and you didn't, you know, you, it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that it like drew you out of the piece either. It was a very nice touch to it to kind of. I guess, help give it a complex layer because they are friends. And so you don't lose that. You just get to see their like friendly rival rivalry happening. And it's, it's a fantastically done thing. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, I, one thing that we wanted to do is the, 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 the films in, that I've made in the past are usually very dark and serious and, and grim in tone. Um, so this was, we knew this was going to be a campy film, um, in a silly film, but we wanted it really grounded in reality and really rooted in the relationship between these three characters. Um, and never quite, uh, kind of a very similar Shaun of the Dead. You know, there's so many hilarious moments in that film, but at the, but it never, it never gets, it's silly, but it never gets cheesier. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, obviously there's cheesy moments in, in our film, but, uh, but we wanted the overall tone to really be grounded in reality and real human emotion. And um, uh, I did, I did want to say shout out to Mark Sanchez, the uh, animator of that uh, vignette, um, uh, really cool dude. And, and he did a great job on that. It, you know, it uh, just added a lot to the film and, and the weird overall vibe of it. To chime in and say, I don't know that their rivalry was friendly. <laughs> I think it was uh, distinctly unfriendly. Well, it was distinctly unfriendly, but in a 
Okay, like, this reminds me of, like, this is going to sound silly, but um, it was my first experience in, like, boys' friendships. And it was, like, I was, I had a really good friend named Steven, and then I was dating this guy named Kurt. And they sat there, and they went, like, we were at the park hanging out, you know, like, what sixth graders do, you know. And um, my friend Steven came over to talk, and, like, I don't know what happened or how it happened, but they ended up kicking each other's asses, like, in the park. Like, I don't even know. And I kept trying to break it up, and they just beat the shit out of each other. But after that, they were best friends. And they still are to this day. And I was like, how did that even, I don't even understand the primitive, like, behaviors of boys in sixth grade was like, yeah, we're just going to kick each other's asses one good time. And then now we're just best friends. It did not make any sense to me, but it's the same kind of thing that I felt in this movie watching it. It's like, we're friends, but we still hate each other and we want to kick each other's asses. And that's just how that's going to go. And so like, it was really, it was really, it was really fun to watch because I was sitting here like, this is the only time I've ever seen something like this has, has been back when I was in sixth grade and then these guys kicked each other's asses and then they became friends and you know they kicked each other's asses before again you know but they always came back and were sitting down talking like nothing had happened and then they'd get into another fight and kick each other's ass again and then they'd, they'd be fine and I'm like how are you guys wired like I don't understand this I don't and understand it either as a man really <laughs> and I and I've been in similar situations you know where uh you know me and a friend way back in the day years and years and years and years ago are, are going after the same girl and either he got her or I got her or whatever it is we hate each other for a couple weeks and then and then she breaks one of our hearts or whatever and then we're back to being best friends you know I don't know like I'm, I'm generalizing but yeah, men are weird. Men are men are weird. That's I would agree with that. Men are weird. I'm yeah, weird, you know, you guys, the women, women are a little weird too. But no, I'm just kidding. Everyone's weird. Everyone's it's weird. Weirdness. It's all about finding your kind of weird and then sticking with them. There That's you what go. I have a question and a comment. My question is: You were allowed to date sixth grade. Yeah, actually, my first kiss was a very romantic first kiss. Oh Lord! And my it was in the rain. Oh. Wow. My I like that. Hey, listen, don't don't come here with your Disney princess stuff. We're here to talk horror and killing. No, but my sorry, I'll leave that for the the next interview. <laughs> Stephen and Kurt had this thing going on. It's two words: hormones. <laughs> that is that is what it is. Honestly, <sighs> uh, Hunter, I, I know uh, you had grown up in Milwaukee. You said. Yeah, a suburb of Milwaukee. Just a personal question. Do you happen to know Trixie Mattel? And can you get her number for me? Because I know that all people in Milwaukee know each other. You know, we do. But I I don't know her, unfortunately. I don't. Tri- Trixie yeah. Mattel, you said? Yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> but tell me, tell me. I wanted to ask, um, first, I wanted to point out, because we're, we're getting close on time, Sawed Off is going to be available October 11th on digital and DVD. Mm-hmm. That, that's what, where my question is going to come in. Is there a website? Can people, can people walk into the store? Can you get it on Amazon? Because I want a DVD of this. Um, I will post on uh, my website, lahorror.com, all the links to purchase um, and uh, all the places that it's streaming. Um, I, uh, I don't want to give information that may or may not end up being true. So I'll leave it at that. Or, um, you know, I would, uh, uh, say that Amazon safe bet or, um, 
I don't know about in store. We'll see. Um, okay. But uh, but like I said, on, on my website, I'll be blasting it all over the place. And, and if you follow me on social media, I'll be blasting all the links everywhere as well. Um, yeah. I'm very excited to see it. Like just lately, a lot of indie films are going to be available on DVD or Blu-ray. And I, I say it all the time. It seems like over the past couple of years, there's been such a down, um, a decrease in it. And I get it because, you know, there's, um, what is it? The supply chain and people don't want to make stuff that other people could touch and, you know, get other people sick. I get it. So I'm so excited to see tangible hold in your hand DVDs of these films, because isn't it just the best to have like the shelf with the DVDs up there? with the the cover art and everything so that's it's exciting to me i'm happy to see it i've got a question for eva what was your favorite part when you were what was your favorite part of the whole process um there were a lot to be totally honest there was a lot of different parts that i liked for different reasons what keeps coming to mind right now is the all the crazy scenes out in the woods where shit is going down i don't know if i can say that word i'm sorry but okay we're good Uh, we're adult. Awesome. I was like, oh dear. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was cold and it was, it wasn't always like easy work, but it was really fun. And I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Yeah. How would you kill somebody if you could, Eva? Out of all of the ways. There's so many options. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot about you, Eva. <laughs> yeah. I think I would just good old fashioned stab somebody. Yeah. It's just not straightforward. The- no the messing most- about. Yeah, like, like it, that. Like very Michael Myersy. That's mm-hmm. my. Like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I'd have the, the suit and everything. Yeah. See, now we don't want Eva to, to feel alone. I'm straight up going to poison somebody, you know? Oh, wait. FB creativity. It's just a joke. We're just talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, poison, right? Poison's always it, a good one. I think that's a good go to. Yeah. Like a whole arsenic and old lace kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Poison's risky, though, because if it you is. accidentally drink the one you spiked, then you're in a world of trouble. You know, poison, you got to be real careful with poison. No, 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 no. If I anything from the Princess Bride, it was <laughs> the and the Dread Pirate Roberts, right? You right. got to, what was it? The, um, oh my God, what was the name of the poison? But anyways, I have developed. Iocane. Are you yeah. okay, powder? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, you have to develop a, a, a tolerance for the poison itself so it doesn't affect you, right? Right. Well, I would feed mine to um, an alligator. <gasps> like, I would feed somebody to an alligator. Well, because unlike pigs, and this is where me being a writer kind of comes into play because I've had to do a lot of random research on a lot of random things. And I know I'm on like the NSA watch list and all of these things <laughs> from like, how do you, how long does it take for a body to decompose? Like, I mean, like all of these horrible questions, but um, yeah, like while pigs will digest all of a person, they still will, you know, their fecal matter will contain the bone. Oh. Alligators. They just digest the bone and everything. So like, yeah. So I would be like knocking somebody over the head and then dragging them into an alligator pit that I dug. I like that. I rounded up an alligator and then I just throw them in there and call it good. And you guys are brutal. (laughs) I want to change my answer. I want to change my answer to wood chipper. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Fargo, that scene is the oh, best scene in the whole messy. movie. No, see, Kira, you're not on the NSA list because of what you, you know, research. It's because of what you research and the massive amounts of lime that you buy. I mean, you know. yeah, you got to like hide the lime purchases when you do that. Learn the hard way. Totally kidding. But yeah, <laughs> you got to space it out a little bit. <laughs> Poor Hunter's like, I'm stuck with all of these psychos. No, oh, I'm writing God. all this down. This is going to be in the next uh, sawed off part two, you know? <laughs> sawed off to the Everglades. I'm just saying. I like it. I like it. Sawed like off to in deep Louisiana. I like that. Huh. That too. Bayou. Oh, you know what though? I want I want to say that as someone who lives very close to Gatorland in Florida, Kira, I might have to take your idea because there's like a thousand alligators there. Well, there you go. You can have poison. I'm helping. Well, if you need any ideas, Hunter, I'm great. I'm a great idea person. And apparently I write horror really well. So that, that's what I'm picking up from this interview right now is that uh you you guys are uh you guys got some twisted ideas. I thought I did, but uh you know, I no, never thought about feeding someone to an alligator. Haven't you though? Come on. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well what is next for you guys? Hunter, what is coming down the pike from you? Um, I have a film that's just about finished uh, called Terra Bella. It's a black and white um, uh, throwback horror film to uh, Psycho and Baby Jane. Nice. Um, and then a, uh, a film that I produced and acted in called Porcelain, which is a psychological uh, thriller, a horror thriller, um, directed by a friend of mine named Nicole Sinagui. Um, nice. So yeah, that's, that's uh, coming, coming down the pipeline hopefully very soon. Nice. All right. And Eva, what is it for you? Yeah, I have um, I have a, a short kind of a featurette that I produced and act in as well called The Shed. That's coming uh, this October. Two festivals will be doing like distribution down the road. So um, there's that. And then I have a kind of a romantic comedy, um, very cute and not hoary, called uh, Quest for Love. That's coming out soon as well. And then I have Mutilator 2 down the line, which I'm looking forward to, but I don't have a release date for it. <laughs> I need, to, I need to watch that Quest for Love one because I, <laughs> I I was raised on horror. My dad raised me on horror since I was like five, like watching Exorcist. I've seen all of them. So like I actually pivoted. I used to love horror, but then I out-horrored myself and I didn't think that I could do that, but I did. So now I'm like all about the rom-coms and I'm really excited now to see that one because like very all like horror, horror. And I'm like, can I just have Levy? Like, we're watching so yeah. much horror. I just need somebody to fall in love. Can yeah, sometimes you have to go like back and forth. It was funny too, because I was filming like horror, horror, super, super sweet, romantic, wholesome, and then went to Mutilator too. So it was like, okay, we're going between a lot of things here. Dude, I love the original Mutilator. So I'm psyched for that, dude. That's going to be great. Dude. Yeah. I've got that on tape. Oh, I, no. You, I am not shocked to hear that. That's rad. Yeah. Well, I like that Kira what does she say she out hoard herself as opposed to hoard out herself so <laughs> that is really yes that is a very good thing to like you know the key be very thing. clear about my husband might have some questions at that point yeah like where's honey <laughs> where are you hiding the money honey <laughs> 
So where can people um, connect with you, Hunter? Where can they find you and connect with you and hang out with you? Um, well, I'll be at the uh, pub on 7th Street. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you can uh, get me on all the socials at LAHorror.com. Um, and uh, the website that I used to promote my work is LAHorror.com. And yeah. And what about you, Eva? I'm on all the socials as well. I primarily use Instagram, I feel like, um, but it's all uh, at underscore Eva Hamilton underscore. Very cool. That's cool. And every time I say your name, I'm sorry, but I've got Wally in my head. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's everything. Get it away because people are always like, is it Ava, Eva, Eva? And I'm like, it's Eva. Like Wally, just extra Wally. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Oh, if it was ever, you you could always be like forever, ever, forever. Totally. Every time I see that written out in the text or something, there, you know, it's kind of old now, I guess. But when people do the like for EVA, I'm like for me. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm sorry we were a couple minutes late hopping on, but you know what? I was gonna say stay safe, but I'm the one that has to stay safe. So stay. Yeah, stay safe out there, man. Like seriously, like. Hang in there, dude. Get through uh, it. The hurricanes are no joke. Yeah. Now what, Ian? Ian's got some nerve because he was supposed to just stay over there by your parents, and now he wants to come to my house. So you know, I'm not having it. Nice. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. You guys have yeah, a wonderful. Thank you. It was a yeah, pleasure. Thank you guys to you very guys. much. It was a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was wonderful talking to you. All right, stay in touch, guys. Bye. Sure. See you Bye. later.